0: Heavenly Father, have mercy on our community. Have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy on our dear brother Andy, that you will watch over every step that he takes, every step that we all take in our individual journey. Also, as, as a church together, Lord, may we honor you in all that we do, and may we walk in step, not with the wicked, but in step with the righteous. Lord, we desire to honor you and to follow you wholeheartedly. Lord, may this service honor and may it bless the name of the Lord all on high that we will seek after you with all that we have and that we will rely on you and that we will trust in your providences and who you are. Holy Spirit, as you transition now to the message, I pray God that that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts, those who are listening here today, though it may be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord, for you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Lord, whether you give and whether you take away, may the name of the Lord be praised. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things. And your precious son, just Christ. Let me we pray. And God's people pray. Amen and amen. All right, let's all take our seat at this time. Today is a special service. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, all the songs that we did was in remembrance and also of how faithful God has been to us in the year 2022. And He has been faithful to us. Faithful He is, and faithful He will continue to be in every season of our lives. And as Job declare, Lord, whether You give whether you take, may the name of the Lord be praised forevermore. Amen and amen. I pray that your heart and your passion for the Lord and your pursuit for the Lord will always remain steadfast in Christ and that you would always rely on him and depend on him and follow him for the remaining days of your life. Remember, the old man is gone. The old woman is gone. You are a new creation that is found. In Jesus Christ, amen and amen. So let's begin with today's title. The title of today's message is Continue in Christ. We ended the year with finishing Christ, start in Christ. Let us continue in Christ. This wasn't intentional. Honestly, I was going to name the title Continue, but I was like, wait, I could just add in Christ. And it's continuation. So continue In Christ. Amen and amen. This is a very strong scripture, so I want to encourage you to open up your ears and your eyes to see the truth here today. Our main passage is found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 to 27. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 to 27. The heading of this passage says, Warnings against denying the Son. Who is the Son? It is Jesus Christ. Starting with verse 18, it says, Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us, but their going show that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus Christ is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist. Who is the Antichrist? Whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Denying the Father and the Son, no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what He promised us, eternal life. Amen. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from Him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as this anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you. Remain in Him, Amen. And amen. So again, with the title, "Continue in Christ." I urge you. I urge you to. Starting with our main point, point number one. Recognize the Antichrist spirit. In other words, recognize the spirit of the Antichrist. Recognize. The Antichrist spirit. If you take a look at 1 John 2, specifically here, verse 18 to 19, to recap, it says, Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. It's the Antichrist, anti-God state of the mind. It's the lifestyle. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us, but their going show that none of them belong to us. We need to understand as Christians right now in our present day the life that we live wherever we are at work or at church wherever we may be even at home in our families the spirit and the attitude of the antichrist anti Jesus Christ anti God mind is everywhere It is out there it is here the moment we reject Christ we are part of the Antichrist spirit. So we understand that the whole worldly system, the earthly system, is dictated by Satan and ma- manipulated and designed to be Antichrist. In our government, in our homes, wherever we may be, in our workplaces, is designed to be Antichrist, except for only one company. What company is that? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, because they don't open on Sundays. But who knows? (laughs) The whole worldly system is dictated by Satan. And why do I say this? How do I say this so boldly? Because the scripture tells us this. The answer to the why is for John chapter 12, verse 31 says, It tells us Satan is the ruler of this world. Ephesians 2, 2. Because tells us that Satan is the prince of the air. Not only is he the prince of the air, but he is the prince of this world. It says in Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says, The God of this age, meaning the world. Who is the God of this age? It's Satan. It's the demonic forces. It's the devil. The God of this age, the world, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan has blinded the minds of many believers, unbelievers, individuals, so that they cannot see the light. And I say believers would quote, because really, if they were believers, they cannot be blinded. As it says, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us, that they had the Antichrist spirit. So, going back to our point, recognize the Antichrist spirit. The question I want to ask is, how do we recognize the antichrist spirit? How? How do we recognize the antichrist spirit? Start with so point letter A. A is they will leave, as it tells us in First John two. They will leave. B they will not remain. Same thing. Letter C they will deny the Holy Spirit. D They will deny the Son. E, they will deny the Father. And I put it in that order, Holy Spirit, Son, Father, because once we deny the conviction of the Holy Spirit, in turn we deny the Son. And without the Son, without Jesus Christ, we do not have the bridge to the Father. And they are all in one. We reject Spirit of God and reject Jesus Christ, Antichrist, and then we reject ultimately God. But the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. So they will deny the Holy Spirit. They will deny the Son. Ultimately, they will deny God, the Father. For the F, they will deny that Jesus is the Christ. They'll think he is just another prophet, like the Muslims believe. Or many other religions, they believe that Jesus was a good man. But they will never say that Jesus is the Christ, the Savior, that he died and he rose again. Letter G, they will reject Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And it becomes personal. Not only will they reject the truth of God's authority and his domain and his name, but they will reject it in their own personal lives. They will reject Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Their Lord and Savior is them. They are their own God. Their God is the things of this world. Is what we talked about here. There it says, 2 Corinthians 4, four: the God of this age, sin has become their God. In turn, they have become their own gods in their own minds and in their own heart. They will reject Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Letter H, their God is their stomach. It is me, first generation. What I crave, what I want. What my fleshly desires are. And letter I, their glory is in Their shame, what does that mean? Their glory is in their shame. It's taken from Philippians chapter 3, which I'm going to read later. But just quickly, what that means, their glory is in their shame, means they, they take pride in sin, in their sin. They promote the lifestyle of sin. They excuse sin. They call good evil and evil good. Everything is twisted. But our glory as Christians must be in who? In Christ. My glory is not in my shame. My glory is not in my pride. My glory is not in my sins. Sins in our lives, sin in our lives should lead us to shame, not glory. But here, their glory is in their sin, is in their shame. That's what it means. And lastly, letter J, their mind is on earthly things. What I should have said was their mind is set on earthly things. But same thing, their mind is on earthly things. They say, not kingdom come, or your will be done. They say, not kingdom come, but earthly come. The worldly desires come. Taken from Philippians chapter 3, verse 50 to 20, it says, The heading is following Paul's example. Paul says, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. What does that mean? Only let us live to what we have already attained. It means don't pretend to be something when you don't have it. You cannot give what you don't have. Don't be a fake. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. If you don't have Christ, you cannot be mature. You will not recognize the Antichrist spirit. So don't sit here pretending to have the spirit of Christ when you don't. Because these are the characteristics that show us that we are Antichrist. They will leave. They will not remain. They will deny the Holy Spirit. They will deny the Son. They will deny the Father. They will deny that Jesus is the Christ. They will reject Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. In the things of this world, not on the things of God. It goes on, verse 17. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before and now I'll tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. This word is taken from their mind is set on earthy things. But, contrast word here, but as Christians, our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So I urge you today, number one, recognize the Antichrist spirit. Number two, I urge you to, number two, know the true spirit of Christ. Know the true spirit of Christ. It's one thing to understand the negative things and to be aware of these warnings. But another thing is to, the flip side of that coin, is to know what is true. Know the true spirit of Christ. What is the true spirit of Christ? It says in verse 20 to 21, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, you know it, because the Spirit of God is in you. And because no lie comes from the truth, who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So first and foremost, real quick, our three sub-points here, letter A, B, C. A is you must have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Letter B, you must move in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Letter C, you must abide in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Taken from the context of verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And because you have the anointing of the Holy One, you know the truth. A lie, you can smell it. You will know it in your conviction because the Holy Spirit resides in you. You must have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You must move in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You must abide in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Know the true Spirit of Christ. It's like, how do you know you have it? You just do. How do you explain a sunset to someone who cannot see? You just do. You can't. You could describe it all you want. You could try to explain to someone the joy and the anointing that you have in Jesus Christ. But that individual will know. Those who know it, those who have it will know it. And that's what unites us together. That's what connects us to come together on Sunday and to worship together because of the anointing that you have of the Holy Spirit that resides in you. Amen. Know the true spirit of Christ. And point number three, and lastly, remain in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remain in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I urge you to remain in the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Quickly recapping verse 24 to 27 in 1 John 2. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. Can we turn to our neighbor and say eternal life? I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from Him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. You can't teach someone about having the Spirit of Christ. It's either you have it or you don't, it's one or the other. It cannot be taught. You have it, or you do not have it. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. You do not need anyone to teach you, but as this anointing teaches you about all things, Holy Spirit will teach you. And as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. I'm realizing unless the Holy Spirit teaches that person, or brings conviction to that person, they will not change. Because it is a Holy Spirit that brings conviction. Conviction that leads to change. To understand that I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. That's why it's important to teach kids at a young age to do the right things, Right? You teach them, you know, make sure you use this pen for good, okay, little Joey? Don't use it to hurt someone, but to write and put the chairs away. All these things are good things, but the evil resides in all of us. The sin lives in us, and it is the Holy Spirit that will transform the heart of man and woman that will lead us live a life that honors him it cannot be taught other than from the Holy Spirit remain in the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, then you will be taught it will be from that overflow you will learn and you will grow in your maturity in your faith so how do we remain in the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit some guidelines here Real quick, so point letter A, remain in his word. Read the word of God. Study and meditate on the word of God. Remain in his word. As you come on Sunday, remember the scriptures. Remain in his word. B, remain in his truth. The truth of the gospel, the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. That I was once blind, I was once deaf, But now I can see and I can hear. I know the truth. Remain in the Holy Spirit. Remain in Christ. See, remain in his presence. D, remain in his community. Just like the first song that we sang. The presence of the Lord. I remember what it's like to be in the presence of the Lord. What we need to say is, I know what it's like to be in the presence of the Lord. And in his presence, I want to be here forever. Because my heart's desire is yearning to be in your house. For I desire to be here forever. Lord, I want more. I want more. And I want more. So the presence of God is a life-giving relationship. It gives life. It is forever. The presence of God gives us strength, discernment, and a desire to honor him. It keeps us from going astray as we just read in 1 John 2. It brings conviction to change, to be transformed. The presence of God allows us to pray and to study his word to the one who knows us, for he hears us, for he loves us, and he cares for us. So when you have the Son, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Father. That's the bridge to God. When someone asks you, how do I grow closer to God? You show them the bridge. How do I get to New York? You show them the bridge. You show them the way of how to get there. Which bridge to take to cross for you to get to your destination. For us to have the bridge, the pathway to eternal life is a narrow path and a narrow door and is the bridge of the cross. That's it. There is no other Way. So when you have the Son, you have the Father. And I'm closing with this. And when you have the Father, you have the Son. I'll say it again. When you have the Son, you have the Father. When you have the Father, you have the Son. Meaning, when you have the Son and the Father, you have the Holy Spirit. You cannot have one without the other. You get the whole package deal. There's no I get to choose one. I get to choose what I like, like a buffet style. If you choose the Holy Spirit, you have the Father, and you have the Son. You choose Christ, you have the Father, and you have the Holy Spirit. Remain in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The complete package. And His name is Jesus Christ. Verse 23 says, no one who denies a son has a father. Whoever acknowledges a son has a father also. Do you not understand that you are created in the image of God? For us to know God, we need to have Christ in our lives. To have Christ means to live in the presence of the Lord, in his presence, with the help and the strengthening of the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2.23 NLT version says anyone who denies the son doesn't have the father either but anyone who acknowledges the son has the father also Matthew 3.17 says this is when Jesus baptized and anointed this is my son whom I love God is speaking heavens open up God is speaking on earthly Jesus saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Fulfilling the prophecy in Isaiah found in Matthew chapter 12. It says, here is my servant whom I have chosen. The one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not crawl or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name, the nations will put their hope. And what is his name? His name is Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Continue in Christ. Continue in Christ. Continue in Christ. Here's a little recap of John 6. And for this service, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. As today is a special day, and as we're sending off our dear brother, whom we love very dearly. I just want you to understand the difference between sending someone off with a blessing versus us choosing to close the door on our own and how scary that decision is and how much the Lord hates the latter. He desires us to be in community, to encourage one another, to be there for each other so as we read John 6 together as you follow along I want to encourage you to you can write whatever words that come to your heart you can follow along in the scripture or you can just put everything away and with your eyes closed you can listen but however the Holy Spirit decides to speak to you I want to encourage you, especially Andy to receive it in full confidence and in full faith. Amen? It says here, I want to start from verse 25, John 6. The heading says, Jesus, the bread of life. Why does it say that? Because as human beings, we need food to survive. We need food for energy. Therefore, in a spiritual sense, Jesus is my bread. He is my food. Without him, I will die spiritually. I cannot survive in this battle, in this war. Jesus, the bread of life, it says, verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, meaning teacher, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but food for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on Him, God the Father has placed His seal of approval. Just like a stamp, right? When you buy something, it's organic or not, right? There's a seal there. If the seal is ripped, don't buy it, right? Especially the cap of the milk or whatever, it has been sealed by Jesus Christ, this eternal food. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is a bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They still don't understand. They still think that Jesus is talking about earthly food. And they're asking, What must we do to earn this? All they're thinking about is doing. But what Jesus is trying to teach them that this bread is not from of this world, but it is from me. It is a gift to you. You don't have to do anything but to receive and eat it with gratitude. But there are, don't understand, what must we do to earn this? And Jesus is saying, just receive it. Receive it. Verse 34, sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will but to the, to the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I'll raise them up at the last day. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Jesus said, verse 43, stop grumbling among yourselves. Jesus answered, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them and I'll raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is a bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of of the world, then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh, and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Verse 60, Heading says, Many disciples desert. Jesus, what we just talked about, 1 John chapter 2. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about Jesus. Not only were the Jewish leaders and the Jews were grumbling and complaining, even the disciples were grumbling. So imagine the situation Jesus is in, the king of God, the king of kings the God of all things, and he sees his disciples grumbling, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Does this offend you, Rani? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples, verse 66 is one of the scariest scriptures in the Bible this time, many of his disciples, not the Jews, not the outcasts, or the people who are out, but his disciples turn back and no longer follow him. Only 12 left. Jesus turns to them in verse 67. You do not want to leave too, do you? Christ is asking you that question right now. Will you leave or will you stay with me? Jesus asked the 12. May you fall under the category of the 12. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You are the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who though one of the twelve was later to betray him. Even among the chosen, we need to be careful. We need to be careful of the devil's schemes. For he is the God of this age. He is the prince of this air, prince of this world. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. And he's watching you like a hawk to destroy you and to kill you. To take us away from this path of faith. So going back in full circle, I know it was a lot of reading. The title of today's message, Continue in Christ. Continue in Christ. Continue in Christ. I urge you to recognize the Antichrist spirit. That it is everywhere. How do you recognize it? They will leave. They will not remain. They will deny the Holy Spirit, the Son, the Father. They will deny Jesus the Christ. They will reject Jesus Christ as our own personal Lord and Savior. Their God is our stomach bigger and bigger because we're filling ourselves with the world. Glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. I urge you to number two, know the true spirit of Christ. How do you? Know the true spirit of Christ. Only you know because you are being taught by the Holy Spirit because you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You must move in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You must abide in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I cannot teach you that. I can show you the way. But you need to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, I urge you to remain in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remain in His Word, Andy. Remain in His truth. Remain in His presence. Remain in His community. May you continue to grow in the Lord. And may you never be found at a place of John 6. 66, where you walk away, but may we be in a place of verse 67 and 68, where we declare, Lord, to whom shall we go? When Jesus Christ is asking the question, you're not going to leave too, are you? You say, no, Lord, you are my life. You are my everything. You are my number one. You are my all, and I will follow you for the remaining of my days. Amen and amen. I want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage you, members who are fellow Christians, to continue in the Lord. Amen? To continue in Christ. May you understand that it is in Christ is the only hope that we have in this life. There is no other bridge. There is no other way. Turn to him now before it's too late. Even now it's not too late. While you're alive, it is never too late. Better now than never, than to be in eternity away from him. There's eternal life that is promised to you, brother Amico. It is promised to every single one of us. Will you receive it? Receive it. Receive it, Jonathan. Receive it. Receive his grace. Amen. And amen. With that, I want to ask the praise team, if you could please come up. just in the quietness of his presence and in his voice, in our voices. Let's just sing straight through verse 1, verse 2. and Let's stay on the chorus for a little bit and let us just come together and worship him in spirit and in truth. And when we start singing the chorus, can we all just stand to our feet so that we can worship together and honor him on this new year of 2023. Let's sing and pray every blessing.
1: Oh, no, of them.
0: We're going to come and transition to a time of prayer real quick. If we can have our dear brother Andy, if you can just please just come to the middle. It's okay with the keys. Let's sing our closing song. We're going to sing it twice through in the chorus. And let's just worship and finish the service together. service with the benediction. Uh, Let's all pray together. Let's pray. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now, may the unending grace, the unending pursuit of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gentle counsel of the Holy Spirit And the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, which that surpasses all the understanding and the knowledge of this world, continue to keep you, guide you, and protect you forevermore. And as God's people we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you all in the back.